Welcome, hey, folks. Here we go. Welcome to Wild Conjecture. We got a great one today, folks. We got a great one, folks. We got a guest for the first time. Evan this Sykes is joining us. What's up, Evan? Hey, guys. Um, how you doing? What's real happening? life human guest. That's a real life human guest. Show, we had a cat History guest. in the making right here. That's true. History in the making. That's right. How are you guys today? Good. I got my coffee, my three LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. You got three? What flavor I mean, are you rocking today? Are you three of the same or is it three different? Well, ones? I just, I didn't have any this morning, so I had to run out to UDF and United Dairy Farmers for the folks who don't know what that shout is. Shout out. Shout out. Swing by Skyline <laughs> on the way home. That's right. And I just got, they only had two flavors, lime and uh, pamplemousse. Is it so key lime, lime Pam- or is it lime? Pamplemousse? Pamplemousse. Say that one more time. Pamplemousse. 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 What kind of pamplemousse? Pamplemousse is uh, it's grapefruit. (laughs) It's just another word for grapefruit. I don't know. Maybe it's the French word. It's a fancy grapefruit word. It is. So it's regular lime, not key lime. I don't. I've never had uh, key lime. Okay, nice, nice. Well, you're very basic down there in Cincy. It's okay. That's What's the true. difference? What's the difference between, between key lime? Yeah. Well, key, actually, I, I have heard this. A key lime smaller, is like a right? lime. They're smaller limes, and they're ba- they're like in Florida or something. Mm-hmm. I think they came from the Keys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, Evan's already at value. Big time. Big time. <laughs> Evan, you might want to dial it back, Evan. That's yeah. kind of a little too much, like yeah. raw yeah. knowledge. We don't you need can't, that. You yeah. can't overshadow us. Yeah. Really. You uh, can't sorry, outshine sorry. us on our own pod. Turn off his mic. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, should so, should we have Evan um, kind of like maybe introduce himself and just say why we brought him on here? Perhaps. Yeah, I can sure, do that. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, basically, I own a fine art gallery, appraisal what? business, and whoop, whoop. auction company in Cincinnati, Ohio. A lot of what I do is. What's the name? What's the name? It's called Casa Sykes. C A Z A C A Z S I K E S, and the name comes Casa from Sykes. our Mexican heritage. So my dad is cousins with the former president of Mexico, Vicente Whoa. Fox. Hey. And there's a name drop. For we've you. had some. Uh, we've had some Mexican <laughs> reunions, and we wanted to throw it throw it back. Uh, so Casa means to hunt in Spanish. So. Very We're, nice. It's a play on words. It's like hunting for great artwork, oh, that sort of thing. Wow. Nice. I love it. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, I opened the business up two years ago. I decided to go, go out on my own. And shit, man, the art business is not easy. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, it's a tough, tough road. But getting established, once you get established, you know, it's, it's, a, little bit, it's a little bit better. The problem is, is for sure. people our age don't buy artwork right have no. you guys purchased any artwork well he, here's a funny thing i uh, i'm like best friends with evan and i live in cincinnati now and i still have not been to cause he's Sykes. not been to my it's pretty bad it's, we de- uh, definitely need to go and I'd, i would like to buy something because you're you have like reasonably priced items there it's not I like have pl- i have tons of reasonably reasonably priced items but the the issue is not that it's millennials and people that are in their 30s don't they're buying shit from ikea they don't buy fine art from galleries uh, right well, let's know? try to rectify that on this pod it, yeah. just, it would just be... in case the folks don't didn't know this episode's about art mm-hmm. oh right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, we're talking about yeah, art read it in the title or whatever i just thought i'd have to say that um no that's actually a really like a good point and something i was thinking about like leading up to this was like I feel like for art galleries, uh, you know, I feel like 98% of it, like your foot traffic has to be people who just kind of wander in and they're like, oh, this is nice. And then like kind of leave. And it's like, oh my God. And I wonder like, is that the, do you guys rely on that exclusively? Or is there, are there other means of like, like, is there kind of like ba- a background uh, kind of conversation going on with other people that, uh, you know, that make cold sale? calls or something? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, if I had if I relied on that and that alone, I'd be out of business. Okay. So. Right. Right. Nice. One of the main I have like four main sources of income. One of them yeah. is I do a lot of appraisal work. So I travel throughout the region and appraise collections. Um, yeah. 
you know, fine art collections, and I do auctions. So the gallery is almost like a uh, more of a, you know, the facade. And then there's all these things going on behind the scenes. Oh. I never expect to sell a painting in an it's opening. Like a front. It's like a, well, I wouldn't call it a front. I'm not front. <laughs> but I, He's but I, you know, I have got these ties to the Mexican cartel and pushing <laughs> yeah. a lot of drugs. We basically, that <laughs> we, we show a loss every year on our taxes, <laughs> <laughs> but we're making nice. millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, like wow, he's being very transparent with thriving. us. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, it's a, a tough, hot take for us. <laughs> it's a tough road, man. So I opened the gallery up two years ago, and the year I opened the gallery up is, was the year that like 40% of galleries in the country closed. Whoa. Holy Whoa. shit. And so oh, wow. everybody, everybody came in, you know, like, are you fucking crazy? What are you doing? Yeah, <clears throat> and the problem is, is all these mega galleries like the Gagosian and art fairs, like Art Basel. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. Have taken the place if of not. middle of the road galleries. Mm. Art Basel. Art Basel is the big contemporary art fair in Miami every year, and buyers now flock to these major art fairs instead uh, of buying from galleries. Interesting. I've been to an art fair in Columbus. That was pretty cool. That's more like a local small art fair. This is. Like serious these, stuff. Yeah, these are like the, the the 500 top galleries in the world at one place at one time. Whoa. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a business that's, that's like middle class uh, galleries. I like to call them like middle market galleries are yep. going out of business. Four in Cincinnati alone. And Cincinnati's not a big city, went out of business in the last year. Oh, my gosh. Do a lot Damn. of those art, do a lot of those places do appraisals for like estates or something like that? Nope. They just wait and they rely on sales. And the, mm. the problem is younger people aren't buying. And older people have already made their purchases and they're downsizing. I'm sure your parents are getting to the point where they may have started to downsize or they're starting to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom, I know your parents did. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's still a big house, but yeah. Question. So it's an, it's on, an issue. On your, yeah, yeah, yeah. To getting to the appraisal piece, is that, and did you say this already? Were you trained in that? How did you get this? How did this become your area of interest? So yeah, I, sp- I have a, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, good um, question. I have a master's in... Do you have that written hey, down? Eddie, that good question. Like a Thanks. a little too rehearsed. <laughs> um, so I have a master's in uh, art, uh, fine art and Asian art and in anthropology. And I spent like a better part of a decade working for a major auction company who dealt in American Indian art, firearms, historic Americana. Like, you know, we sold... Um, we sold Sitting Bull's gun, and we sold Whoa. we sold the the tomahawk Whoa. that belonged to Meriwether Lewis for a million dollars. Wow! And so I saw all these fields and genres, and I became like a generalist. Okay, but I focused on fine art, and then I went and got my appraiser's license. So there's not many people in Cincinnati that do it, so I tend to get all the phone calls. And when when the there's two nice. people that do it, you can basically jack up your fees. Not to uh, hope nobody nobody. <laughs> Hope we don't have Here's a good leader's <laughs> listenership. Yeah, but, but no, <laughs> you, you got you to gotta, you gotta make. We can just buck, change that right? over to say most and of the yeah, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll cut. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll. No, I'm just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, most appraisers charge 250 bucks an hour. I charge 100 dollars an hour. So, yeah. oh, so you're a I'm, deal. I'm actually. low, but but yeah, that's how I got into it. And you know, it really it's just repetition, man. Seeing things over and over and over again. Right, seeing, right, right. Seeing hundreds upon hundreds of paintings you know yeah um, that was in the details the internet's become a massive resource you know anybody can really look up the value of any artist okay nowadays so it's still you still need an expertise but it, it's changed the game for yeah. sure okay you know mm. absolutely I, well do you think people are like then like okay i have this piece of art i need to appraise it why don't i just look online then that happens all the time. So here, here's here are the three most common situations okay. with an appraisal. Nice. All right, love so it. we do I like lists a, on the pod. So get, this is perfect. I yeah. get a phone call the other day. <clears throat> this happens quite frequently. Um, yeah, hey, how's it going, sir? Uh, I I'm very uh you know very curious about this thing I have, and I'm pretty certain I have 
a copy of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you fucking hillbilly. Sure you do. No so that's the first. I've gotten three Declaration oh of Independence phone calls oh, that's this real. year. This year I've gotten three of them. Oh, my God. I had a woman call Did last. Did you at least check them out? What if they dude, were? I had a woman call last week. Very, she was very quiet. She refused to tell me what she had, and I was like, "Ma'am, you have to tell me <laughs> what you have, or I can't help you." And she was like, "I have the original Statue of Liberty." Oh my! And God. at that point, I burst out in laughter because it's like it's so comical. Yeah. So there are a lot of stop people that call. My in. Damn time! <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people that call in like that, and it's it's like, oh God! And then the other portion of people. 90% of people come in with an item that they think is worth, oh, I don't know, you know, like thousands, <clears throat> tens of thousands. And I have to tell them that the painting that they've had for 20 years is only worth $50 or $100 and it's a fake. And then right. they get angry. Yeah. And then, they, then yeah. they start yelling at me and it's like, okay, you yeah. know. And, and then the 10% of things that I see are massive collections, exceptional collections. I did, you know, an appraisal on a $250,000 atlas that I have at my gallery right now. And wow. they want me to nice. locate a museum to donate it to. So there's, there's the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. There, yeah, for right. sure. So that's like that's, the, the business side of art. But um, I feel like we should get into sort of like the... Yeah, the meat of art. Like the what about the art market? What do you mean the meat? Well, I mean like what is art? <laughs> Salami. Yeah, yeah. We all, what is it? That's a good question. Like the the psychological question. Like, can I just like throw poop on the wall and then frame it and then call it art and then and then say like, oh, this is yeah. How much would you appraise the, that at? You could. You could. <laughs> I mean, that. you could, right. That's the thing. And, yeah. I, and I, I personally enjoy a lot of modern art, and some people like... You'd have to have a Chinese name like Hu Flung Du. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can't just yeah. do it with uh, Tom. That won't no. work. Well, no. Um, no, but, what is art? That's, that's yeah, a great yeah, what question. Is art? So that pisses, fucking pisses me off, first that of question? all. That question? No, the whole, the whole, you know debate the whole debate and and certain artists paintings or or you know stuff sell for millions of dollars and it's like who decided that this is worth oh like the value of much? like mm -hmm. yeah you know who who decides that yeah um we, this is this was a conversation that we had um many years ago tom and and eddie and i and uh, we went to a really interesting place with it and i think Eddie, like, you know, at one point said, this, it's like art is just a reflection of the artist's perspective. And it's sort of like a way of saying, this is how I see the world, or this is, this is mm. a, this is a perspective, consider it, you know, period. Wow. Um, and I thought that was really, I've, I've, thought about Nailed that it. like since since then yeah I don't, wow. think, uh, I don't think we need to talk about it anymore yeah that, yeah i think we're done talking we wrapped yeah, the pot right there have a good one i mean no that was very <laughs> drop the mic uh, no but to be to be fair that was i mean i think that's a really well a good way to put it yeah. so you have that you have that perspective right but then from the art that's from the artist's perspective right. or so from the the marketplace perspective mm. what what is that perspective like? Where, how do where you does value a, where art? does a valuation come from? From yeah. an artist, say that you know used to sell their paintings for five hundred dollars, and now all of a sudden they're worth a million. How does yeah. that? How does that come about? Yeah, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, well, yeah, and yeah. I'm curious. Do you think it's largely driven by like like a wealthy class of people that like? bump like that jack up the price because they're willing to pay a lot for it and be like well i paid this much for this and that's how much this is worth now mm -hmm. or something i don't know what do you i think it's a lot of that it's a lot of these major you know these really major galleries it's also a lot of funny business going on so for sure imagine this mm -hmm. let me just Can't put a scenario out there business, yeah. funny it's always funny business it's always a funny business but here's a here's a scenario and and 
it's it's not illegal, but it's not ethical. So take a painting from an artist who they sell their paintings for three thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. Put that in an auction and then hire two people to bid on it and bid on it up to four hundred thousand dollars. Does that then set the marketplace for that artist's work at four hundred thousand dollars? Oh wow. And then can you bring <clears throat> another 10 paintings of his up to market and, and make a, a killing. Can you do that? Is well, that, that's, that's the right. psychological aspect. That's it's pretty interesting. It reminds me of something I just read that the, the potato was popularized like way back when, cause a French guy had a potato farm and he hired like armed guards to guard this potato field and then to like accept bribes and let people come in and like he just made it seem like all these potatoes are the hot hot potatoes. That's the meat and potatoes of it, right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. So it's the psychological <laughs> the psychological aspect of like you want this because it's some rare. other people want this. Well, and it's yeah, it's, it's like rare. It's precious. Because I guess I was going to ask right. the question of backing backing up. So aside from these millions or multi million dollar pieces of art and stuff that we sometimes see in the news. From your perspective at a, at a middle market gallery or what what brings people in who are they're not buying something that's gonna be, you know, well known, but what is the draw for people to buy art that is not present with our generation? Do you think it's just a financial thing or what was the what's the gap that drew people older than us to wanna own it and now we're not buying it? Uh on honestly I think the biggest difference is the accessibility of purchasing anything you want online. Mm -hmm. Our parents didn't have that luxury, so uh, they had to go. They had to go to a location to buy furniture, yeah. buy artwork, mm -hmm. whatever they wanted. They couldn't hop on Prince.com or right. you know any yeah. any sort of. And that's why galleries are closing. It's it's too accessible. Okay. And Wait, is Prince.com a website you go to get printed? Prince? Yeah, I think. I yeah, might that, check it out. And, and <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> Shouldn't have tipped you off to that. You <laughs> just gave away a really but big do you secret think, there. But do you think that people... what? So when you come in... Because art can be a pretty... Even if you're buying something modest relative to something that's a million dollars. Like if you're paying three or $4,000 for a painting, that's a significant amount of money, right? And so at least as I see it. Like what What do you think in your experience when a customer or a that's client small is small potatoes. Looking, yeah, well, you're... Small guarded you potatoes. You got all that podcast money flowing in, so ease up. <laughs> but... Um, like I what? Don't, I don't share that with anybody. How do you think someone makes that decision or justifies that for themselves as say, I could spend this on a vacation or I could spend this on, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I'm trying to figure out what you, how do you see that? Uh, so a, they have to have expendable income, mm -hmm. you know, right mm -hmm. off the bat. Yeah. The, there's a bizarre thing in the art world where summertime is incredibly slow for some reason. And, October, November, and December is busy. We sell all of our big paintings at that point in time. But I ask everybody who's purchased, most everybody's purchased a larger piece from me. And it's, it's like something triggers in their brain where they have to have it. They fall in love with it. Hmm. And hmm. a lot of people come back in six months later and buy something and they just say, I've been thinking about this for six months. I have to have it. Interesting. And I had a woman come back That's and cool. buy something two years Two years ago, she came in and she's like, oh, I came back a couple times and I was hoping it was gone so I wouldn't have to buy it. <laughs> and then she ended up just buying it. It's like, wow. Um, I feel like do a lot of people who buy um, art from your gallery, do, do you think a lot of them come from like when you first like have a, a gallery opening? So it's like this big party that you have with wine, presumably. I haven't been to one yet. Yeah, thanks for coming, Tom. Yes. I appreciate it. Uh, One of my best friends, so-called best friends. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't even been to yeah, my gallery. It's been open two years. I love that lead-in. Yeah, He's my best go. friend. I don't support him in any way, shape, or form. His gallery is 12 minutes from my house. Can't make it work. Can't do it. Tom set no, the like bar eight. for it's best less friend. It's pretty low at this point. It's super close. Let's see. If Evan was a fine piece of art, would you buy him? Yeah. Probably not, Tom. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> He Tom can walk there in fifteen minutes. No. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Tom's not a big walker. It's all right. I'm trying to, true, I'm trying to get exercising, but no, nah, it's a little bit too much. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> He'll I, get there. do, He'll get do there. a lot of the do a lot of the customers that end up buying stuff come from those like parties that you have. That's dude, that's because people come it. to that like it's just like, Oh, it's a fun 
fun Friday night activity. Let's go to the gallery, drink some wine, check out some wild ass art. Some of the best, honestly, like some of the best customers have come about through doing. We I partner with a ton of nonprofits, nice. so I partnered with maybe nine nonprofits last year and do nice. events for them and and things like that. And that's cool. And so basically, for me, I have no expectations when I have an event or an opening. I don't expect to sell anything. The goal is to get like one or two people that come to that to fall in love with my gallery and come back and buy something. It's a fish hook. Um, it is. It's a fish hook. But my gallery is very different than any gallery I bet you guys have ever walked into. So okay. let me let me paint a picture. Tom would I'm paint a picture here. <laughs> so like, what kind of pa- is this oil painting? Well, so here here's the here's the picture of the gallery that I hate. All right, you walk in. It, Ugh, there are four, four white walls, <laughs> oh, right? Sorry. Ten paintings on the wall that are all yep. priced at $15,000 and some bitch in the corner oh. looking at you if you're not dressed in a suit and tie and won't give you the time of day. It's yep. like... I've been there. I, I, you probably... I mean, everybody's been there, and I've walked into galleries dressed casually thinking, I can, I can buy a $4,000 painting, but I'm not going to because they're not even paying attention to me because I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. So mm-hmm. you walk into my gallery, it's the opposite. It's very welcoming, warm. I have a lot of furniture people can sit in. And I've hated that, that white-walled, the white cube, they call it. And so, you know, it's like when people come for an event, they want to come back. That's, the whole, that's my whole goal. Hmm. Yeah, you know, to it's have inviting. People, it's yeah, warm. yeah, totally. Here's a question. Nice. If I, do you have a website? Yeah, of course I have a website. <laughs> do you, can I purchase things online from your yeah. website? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're just like... Uh, prince.com <laughs> no, I'm just kidding no. I do have some prints well, what is your website though I'd like yeah, for yeah. the folks causasykes.com causasykes.com very nice yep. <clears throat> so do you so have I, a percentage of like Mexican art as well or is that just tied to the name exclusively I do some cultural shows so I did a big Latin show uh, last year uh, just two months ago I had 10 artists in town from China. Our, we have a sister city in China called Luzhou, China. And 10 uh, artists came from China Whoa. to paint with 10 other Cincinnati artists around, around Cincinnati at iconic locations. And then we held an opening in conjunction uh, with that, all the finished work that they completed. So we do a lot of cultural stuff. Um, Sweet. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, but I have a I have a question for you guys. Oh, um, nice. So, what has been your experience with galleries in the past? Who yeah. who, who wants uh, to jump on it? I have been to a gallery after hours, actually with Matt in Chicago. Um, but that was pretty fun. Uh, it was a fr- we knew someone who worked there, and he let us in after hours to like look at stuff. And he was Are talking you talking about, about they- primitive? Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it's like yeah. Is it specifically like ancient art or something? Right? Yeah. Or so, so that that I feel I actually like that, bought a lingam from them. A what? Yeah, yeah I got. What'd you buy? I got a. Was that that big stone you too. had on the? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, made of quartz. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, perfectly yeah, yeah. so it's actually perfectly funny, oblong. <laughs> funny story about that. Um, uh, so I bought one too, yeah. and like. With it comes like a little card and it says like, this is a, a sacred stone shaped from the rivers in India, a specific right. river that like rolls the rocks in like such a way that it makes these smooth, like perfectly smooth um, rocks. And they're actually like featured in that Indiana Jones movie, Temple of Doom, mm, that's um, right. you know, where Classic. he like, Kalima, Kalima, and he like, you know, uses the stone, the stones like light up and... Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Yeah, and I think our stones just jumped up in value just now. Oh yeah, little that uptick. <laughs> um, and so I have uh, our family friend um, Subash came over one day, and he's like walking around the house, and he sees the lingam like on the mantle, and he starts laughing. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what's oh, no, so funny about, about that? He's like, value. that's like, he's like that. It's like a phallic symbol uh, in. In India, like it's like oh. you know, women like no worship it as like this or something. I don't know. I don't know if women worship it. Like that might be. Uh, I might be just stepping out of my bounds here. But like he had, he just like laughed because it's like basically a penis, <laughs> and that, that we're like showcasing on the on the. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you guys right. both bought one both <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for 50 yeah. bucks. Yeah. It came it from a factory in Malaysia. That's why it's perfectly round. You know that, right? It didn't come from a river. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Look on the bottom. It probably says made in China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most likely. No, it's so, it's pretty cool. But I'm, no, I'm, I'm pumped about it. And still, I think we got still a pumped. deal. Wow. Cool. Yeah, still no, that gallery it. was actually, <laughs> it was cool. He had like, um, so they would just travel around and like barter for artifacts. Um, so they yeah, had and they like, would like compete with museums, he said. Uh, he said I don't he remember competed, that they, bit, but. I remember him saying they, for one item in particular, they competed with like the Sydney Museum House or something. Oh, probably at an auction. Museums Prob- bid on items at auctions all the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they they had like Mao Zedong like um uh, like political like uh oh, yeah, I remember that. posters yeah, yeah. uh from communist China it really cool. like It was actually yeah, a really, really cool gallery. Really cool stuff like I uh, if it's like still a, there. A, a Mongolian like war vest it's that had Chicago. all of these like little pieces in it <gasps> oh, I that, that had like a, a every piece had like a a like a chunk of an animal or a, a maybe a person too that that this warrior had killed and like put on his vest. It was really crazy. Wow. Did they have uh, any shrunken heads? I don't know about shrunken heads. I don't remember. Meteorite. Definitely some meteorite. meteorite See, like what, what immediately comes to mind for me when I think about this, as far as like a gallery experience that I would have is like, how do we as uninformed consumers trust any of that? Like I'm joking a little bit about the rock right. from Malaysia, but my concern is like when I walk in and you're saying, Hey, this thing's $1,500 or this thing's $700 or whatever. It's like, and it's a vest that has some beads on it. Like how do we, how do, do you have people that come in with like this suspicion or how do you overcome that? I mean, obviously from your perspective, you do appraisal so you could make your own, you know, decision around the validity of a claim. But like there seems like a, it seems like a high risk proposition. I feel like as an uninformed consumer, which, which, which we all are with those sort of artifacts. I mean, that's, that's totally different, you yeah, know, because yeah. people are basically slapping price tags on them and, and the word primitive yeah. now, like you're not supposed to use that word because it implies that the culture that created it or, or made it or, or, you know, that it was part of was, was less of a human being, mm. I guess. So mm. it's like an anthropological no, no mm. to use the word mm. primitive. Mm. And, and that was so, the name of the place. Yeah. Was it? Why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd right. be surprised if that gallery is still open. You should look, you should check it out. Well, I can look it up on the break mm-hmm. when we take a quick break. Nice. And we'll be right back folks. So what? Yep. <laughs> okay. Are we <laughs> now we're on a break? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, really? <laughs> Coming in hot with that break. <laughs> that was real. I mean, maybe Quick we're not. Break. Maybe no. we're not on a no, break. No, I think it's that. Yeah, that's good. I'll get some water. Are we on a break, man? Water. Yeah, take a break. <laughs> okay, now we're on a break. We'll see you right back, folks. <laughs> yeah. No, we've been on the break. <laughs> I thought we we're no, we're on the break now. Hang on, 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 hang on. The what? folks uh, might like what? this. We're on a break now. Okay. I have a question. Quick question, then we'll go break. All right, quick question. Yeah. So, what's your first? What's your f- typically when you walk into? Oh, we're a, not on a break. <laughs> into, into a museum or gallery. Oh, this is great. What's your first psychological thought? What goes into your head? Are you like nervous to be there in a museum? Are you kind of or or a gallery? Are you kind of like walking on tiptoes? No. Uh, are you whispering? Do people, oh, I, do you, a lot of I, people come in and start whispering. I definitely think it it yeah. comes to the 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 kind of dichotomy of galleries you described like there are some where you walk in and it definitely feels like you shouldn't be there like you get that vibe like you know this is not for people like you but then there are some that feel a little bit more a little bit more relaxed or you might take I'd, take your I time i would say i would yeah. say um like if i'm going to an art an art museum like a an art gallery that's nothing is for sale mm-hmm. you know I'm perfectly I go there for inspiration you know yeah. I, I I really enjoy that um mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm cruising through a new city or like walking around and I and I see a, a gallery that has some really interesting art I go in but there's like an exp- like the shit's for sale so there's kind of this maybe unspoken kind of pressure you're you're right like there's oh, the girl yeah, in the yeah, back yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. the girl in the back like sitting can i like, help staring you? at you yeah, and you're, yeah. and mm-hmm. you're like it's quiet um yeah. and there's yeah like this strange pressure i feel like and i mm-hmm. i oftentimes i kind of just 
go in and go out really quickly because I don't want to be like pandered to Accosted. like yeah that's so yeah. interesting man because from my from my perspective it's always a dance with the with the person walking in and I never add pressure but sometimes you have to gauge people and you have to uh, you yeah. have to like say if they want to get are they interested to? in getting information about these artists and some people really love it some yeah. people hate it mm-hmm. and and so you have to like yeah. I, I'm constantly doing this dance, just yeah, I, nonstop. Yeah. I go into uh, art galleries. Oh, I don't. But if I did, I'd, <laughs> I'd I'd feel that pressure that Matt's talking about. But like, I always have this like stance in art museums. Just like <laughs> this is the same stance I have the in grandpa like, stance. If I'm visiting a lab, uh, power stance else's lab because because I don't want to like um, you know bump anything. So I got my arms b- behind my. It's the grandpa stance. Yeah, yeah. behind the back. Yeah. Right? Behind the back. Just to observe things. I don't want to accidentally hit something. Uh, and I also feel like it's a little bit of sign of respect. And I do I do tend to whisper in those p- spaces mm-hmm. because I personally like it to be kind of quieter because it, it's just better for reflection. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's the same way with like if you go to like an art festival too. And the you know you have all the vendors who are like out like selling their art. You like yeah. almost don't There's even want to make pressure. eye contact with. Yeah, them. yeah like, for oh, sure. For fuck! Sure. Now for I gotta. Oh, for sure. Shit. For sure. I'm have you to gotta buy something. Well, and especially like, I, I gotta feel like buy we this to act like you like. And I feel like there's like, like yeah that added pressure. Like if you're at an art festival where you know it's their work versus if we're in your yeah, gallery yeah. and we know you didn't paint these right. things. It's not. If I said that's not to my taste, you're probably not personally offended. But if you're like, oh my god, these wood carvings are terrible. The person's like, yeah. oh, it's my life's work, you know? And then you're like, oh, I meant, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'll buy one, you know? And then you have Man, this is that the stone. original Statue of Liberty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> well, you, you have a lot of um, originals of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> That's, That's pretty cool. cool. That's pretty cool. You know, yeah. you know where that, you know where that comes from? Honestly, where that comes from is, is uh, that a movie? guy. Th- no, no, a guy three years ago. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Bought yeah, uh, me too. this document National from a. Treasure. That's National a great treasure, movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, but a, a guy actually Nicolas purchased. Cage. Was it Nicolas Cage? Oh, it was Nick Cage. Yeah, of course. Sure. It was Nick Cage. Yeah, it was Nick yeah. Cage. Yeah. Naturally. Naturally. He's still sorry, probably. Needs I'm sorry money. to cut you off. And uh, <laughs> who was the older guy? Who's the older uh, guy? Oh, yeah. That's Angelina oh, Jolie's Voight. dad. Voight. John Voight. John He's wild. Is that Angelina Jolie's dad? His forehead is amazing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that is Angelina Jolie's dad. Wow. He's I'd, I'd be willing to put this uh, fifth. Where's my camera here? Fifty euro cents on it. Oh, again, splashing around the money over there. Classic. Matt. What's up with John Voigt's forehead? <laughs> hey, I'm not I sure. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's there and uh, it's prepared. Serious. I guess. Nice. I'm gonna start yeah. to make John Voigt's forehead art and see how much <laughs> that goes for. There you go. That's good. <laughs> I'll sell it in my gallery. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Distribution. Oh, making yeah. connections here on so, Wild Someone wanders in. Oh, what's this? Um, it's um, John Voight's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Just different angles. <laughs> different angles. Like, this is an abstract take on John Voight's forehead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How this much is how I see it. Nice. So, you know, consider it. And nice. it's $5,000. This is my reality. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Phenomenology. $5,000. Phenomenology. That's interesting. I had a conversation with someone about phenomenology recently. Oh God! Really? Oh Spare whoa, us. whoa! I love yeah, I love talking yeah. about phenomenology. <laughs> I honestly like, didn't really. Things know are it, a phenomenon, and then you study them. It's a study of perspective. Yeah, whoa. yeah. That's what. That's what. So it was interesting how it came up. There's a guy who like, you know, kind of follows um, uh, physics news, perhaps you might say, and then there was like. Uh, this guy who's getting his doctorate in like studying like how to find black holes or like how to f- how to find dark matter and the and so uh-huh. the one guy, the one guy's like you know I've always found phenomenology really interesting and the and the uh, physicist is like oh that's interesting that's I do phenomenology and he's like oh wow well and then he like goes into it and like talks for like ten minutes about the perspective version of phenomenology and then the, afterward the guy's like. Yeah, that actually has nothing to do with what I do, but that's cool. And we were like, oh, wow, you let him talk for like 10 minutes about that? This is someone you met? Yeah, yeah. Also, what's going on with your yeah. uh, camera? I, I don't know, man. I don't the know. Folks, this thing keeps popping up. It's driving me crazy. That's right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to the folks, but I had to we call have it some, out, I guess. Some audio and now the folks are dealing with it. Per usual. Yeah. 
Yeah, always technicals. Anyway, we should take a break. All right, we'll be back. All right, let's back after this, folks. Hot break. And we're back. And we're back. Whoa, we're back. That's our second break ever. This yeah, is a, Tom's this a is big, a second break, but first day. break ever with a guest. It is. Evan it Sykes. is. So it's hey, a double, yeah. double. Evan Sykes is still here oh, with us. Then. That's the thing. He, if you're somehow joining us, it's not the radio, so I don't know how you're joining us in the middle. But <laughs> Evan Sykes is here talking about. <laughs> I like it though. I like it though. Keep going. If you're just joining us now, just to remind us, we're mixed, just to remind everybody, Evan genres. Sykes here, best friend of Tom. Tom hasn't been to his art gallery. We're talking about art. Yep. Just catching up. So who are, who are some of your guys' favorite artists? Um, oh. Harry Potter. Is that right? I feel like Or excuse feel me, is it Van Gogh? Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. So He's a recent guy is uh, uh, Hurakai Murakami, I think. His first. Oh, Takeshi Takashi. Takashi Hurakai is the um, yeah. He's the the author. Hiroki Murakami is the author. Yeah. Li- yeah. Which is Tek- art. Takashi Murakami. Is book that guy's. Yeah. yeah, really, really great. I, I think his art is so trippy and like shiny and, uh, ooh, and cool. Yeah, what does he do? Yeah, like, tell what us kind about of it. medium. Describe it. He does describe it with words. He kind of creates these like worlds with like little characters in them, and they're often very colorful. He did Kanye West's like bear that like college dropout I think oh. album cover of that mm-hmm. bear. Um. He's it's we'll it's almost like pop art I I want to say Twitter. but like I I want to hesitate to even say that because he does so much more but a lot of what he does is like very like it has like a pop art feel to it um and he, he kind of like layers like a lot of um like textures and colors over each other so that it's like the his creations are like really big and really like the contrast is intense oh yeah he's also brilliant he's a brilliant uh self-promoter and marketer so yeah. he's developed <laughs> partnerships with major companies he's become internationally famous because he designed like handbags for what's the famous handbag company uh, um, handbags are us handbags are yeah, us prince.com <laughs> slash handbags prince.com <laughs> but he's he's like he's done like t-shirts for you know and shoes like shoes uh collectible shoes oh. things like that really and then museum installations i'll tell you what though i i don't i have not i mean i know the bear mm-hmm. but I fa- the fact that he's like i mean the fact that he's sort of tied in like with these commercial endeavors mm-hmm. kind of knocks it down a little bit for me mm-hmm. it's interesting interesting i also wanted to say that i really like just i love old art from Oh, Evan's showing me a picture of of some. Actually, that looks really good. Isn't it cool? And right next to it, it, it was a it was Haruki Murakami as well. We'll we'll put this on the uh, on the Twitter that Evan's showing me. It's a, a lot of faces. He uses a lot of dots and colors and actually, yeah. that's like really that. pretty. It's beautiful. That's yeah. really yeah. pretty, and it's very intricate. Yeah, yeah. So that's your that's your Eddie. How about yeah, you? What about you, Eddie? Yeah. I don't Anything? even know. I don't know. I'll throw it over the top. You guys like Banksy? Oh, I wanted to bring up Banksy because he had that one thing. I wanted to bring up the fact I thought it was really cool. They were having an auction about this Mm -hmm. girl with the balloon, and it was in this like this you know ornate looking frame. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Shredded, self-destructed. Where where as soon as the 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 auction was settled, it was it like was um, put through a. There was a guy with like like a key fob in the corner like as soon as it was sold he like pushed it back and was like gotcha and like the thing that that was the most brilliant move in the history of art because he made a statement about how much you know how it's total bullshit that his stuff is selling for this much but at the same time he increased the value that's what i'm saying like my is incredibly cool my hat my sort of like ooh, you know you know um my uh I, I can't speak, but I, it, it got me a little suspicious that like he's in on it too. Cause I mean, it's not unreasonable to assume that that would increase the value. Cause it's like, Oh, it's now like a huge novelty. Yeah. It's like right. the one. Right. Right. Now it's like shredding. half for sure. Yeah. Half yeah. shredded. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, so, um, speaking of just like art in the news and stuff, um, do, did you guys see the like bizarre art that they're finding in like Jeffrey Epstein's like, 
Yeah, like I saw a little bit of that. Not, I saw a little bit of uh, that. Yeah. There's like that that painting. With Bill Clinton of, in a dress or whatever. Yeah, Bill Clinton wearing the that's the blue dress. <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, like yeah, the yeah. Oh, that's weird. And it's like he's sitting like in sort of like this very feminine pose. Maybe I don't know, <clears throat> but like I bet that artist's work like skyrocketed because of that. I don't know. For what sure. do you think? Like I yeah. wanted to ask you, Evan. Even. Like, Negative, <clears throat> negative things like that can make <clears throat> negative press can make artists' work go up tremendously. Yeah, and Mona you know, Lisa was in the news recently because, well, she was it was in the news because it was like a, a, a harken back story to when she became really famous because she was like stolen, stolen. Yeah, mm-hmm. nineteen tw- in nineteen twenties by an Italian guy mm-hmm. who didn't yeah, didn't yeah, couldn't yeah, do yeah. anything with it. He basically. So that this is art. Art theft is one of my favorite topics oh, nice. to talk about. Oh, I have so it's many. Such a, there's so many topics cool. to talk about. I want to touch on as well. well but yeah, this, is, this feels the, like a this feels like a three parter thing here. While you're doing, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I gotta Google a thing real quick while you're doing that. Oh, he's googling. So, thing, have you guys have you guys heard <laughs> of the Isabella Gardner? Oh, that's what I, I was doing. I was looking for the podcast yeah. about that last scene. One of my favorite. Yeah, there's podcasts. a podcast really on this. Good. Yeah, the biggest art theft of all time. It's yeah. still Unsolved. they still haven't found it. Wait, all right, five hundred million dollars yeah, or something the, like don't that. Don't give us like right, the break. Calm down. <laughs> here's a quick skinny. Yeah, okay. like thirty seconds skinny. Yeah, yeah. Isabella Gardner, sixty seconds. Isabella Gardner was a famous wealthy socialite woman. Tons of money in New York, in LA, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia collected a ton of artwork. When she, she filled her house with Rembrandt's, um, oh, Renoir, Rembrandt. other other yep. paintings. So when she died, her home became a museum. In 1990, I think, uh, two guys dressed up as security guards came in, took uh, a dozen paintings, very particular paintings. They took the only Rem, the only Rembrandt uh, water scene. They took like one of the only twelve Renoirs. Then they took a bunch of random shit. Like there, there's no rhyme or reason. They they scooted out. Maybe all the artists had the name with starting with an R. No, that wasn't it. No, there was, no, there was, no. Nice thought, <laughs> nice thought about it. I thought I thought I solved it. No, they yeah. took but like they, some weird like jar and just like yeah, it got like, really jar, random on the way a out. Chinese yeah, jar. Yeah, yeah, it was like bolted to and, the table, and some reason they fight like really. It was really really, really interesting because they like knew some stuff, but then felt like just like a hack job on the way out. Yeah, and so it's worth a, the collection that they took is supposed to be worth a billion dollars. What? It's never, been to, well, never yeah. been found ever. They say five hundred million now, but still a lot. Five hundred. Well, it's million. weird because like they're not going to be able to sell those. Well, no, they probably already sold it, right? Like it's been they probably sold thirty them years. Well, then the per- okay. Well, then the person who bought them can't sell. My them. they could sell them. My on take is whole, if you're going like to steal whole, something, yeah, you, ha- you should true. have a buyer lined up. If you're yeah, I mean, isn't that a whole thing that like wealthy collectors have things stolen for them and trade in like? Isn't that part of the market? Like they, yeah, so, yeah that's yeah. a hot tip for you folks out there. If you're going to steal a painting, have get someone your bu- to buy it. Get your buyers ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the heist was brilliant because it was the most under secure but most valuable collection in the history, except for the Barnes collection. Well, it sounds like not a good heist, but a bad security. No, you got it. I think yeah. it, was, it was an inside job. The podcast wow. really does job. the nice oh. job of unpacking all that stuff because it's like, yeah, the security piece. There's a podcast. Yeah, it's called Last Scene. It's like a 13-episode podcast about that heist. And Wow. Oh. Yeah, you guys should listen to yeah, that. It's, 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 it's really it's called, cool. What's it's it called, 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 Eddie? It's called Can you Last Scene. Art Heist is Last a really scene. interesting... And like, I love watching nice. movies on, like, Art Heist. Uh, they had... Me yeah, too. they talk about... These like yeah, local for sure. These local gangsters 11, 12, in Boston 13, that were suspected 14, of it 15, that they kind of keep 16. revisiting. And these two investigators basically look into this. It's really interesting. Unfortunately, at the end, you're really hoping for something to be revealed, but there isn't anything. But it's still really good. Really, really interesting. Cool. Mm. It's a good, good uh, informational. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Nice. Not a banter cast like we are. Definitely not banter a banter cast. cast. That's the work. That, nice. There's an article that. Like there's seven hundred thousand podcasts out there, and like th- two to three thousand a day. No, or, a month, or a month, a month, a month. <laughs> <laughs> and and they talk about different types, and bantercast was one, and that's ah, what we are. We're nice. just banter. We're definitely banter a bantercast. Although um, I feel like having a guest has kind of elevated it because Evan's kind of keeping us on track here. So I'm not oh, sure absolutely. we may not so be the, a bantercast for this. True, one. This is we would have like wandered into some very like obscure territory already by now. 
have you guys ever thought about stealing any artwork? From any? <laughs> I mean, I, I think about this all the time. So like, <laughs> I, I'm constantly, any museum I go to, I'm thinking, what if I f- fucking broke into this place and stole, you know, this painting or my, that painting? My immediate thought is like, well, I don't, I don't even get there because it's just like, it's, it's just, there's no way anyone's going to be able to steal any of this stuff. Cause it's like, you know, it's. In my mind, it's it's uh, you know wired to the hilt. Like as soon as I even breathe funny on it, hence the uh, the grandpa pose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, All right, so, so no. Have you guys? Have, <laughs> did you guys recently see the the supposed Leonardo the the, re, the discovered Leonardo da Vinci painting sell for five hundred million dollars? Yeah, I did see that. No, no it I was didn't. like the, the, <laughs> oh, was that to the Saudi, Saudi guy? Saudi Arabian? Yeah, I Prince did see that. Yeah. Yeah. most yeah. expensive painting ever sold oh, yes. in half yes, of the yes, world. Half the experts are like, it's not a Da Vinci. Half of them are like, it is a Da Vinci. So oh. this poses another interesting question. Oh. You know, it, how do you, how Great are you going to spend five hundred million dollars on something that might be a Da Vinci? Mm-hmm. You know, that's just well, if you have, if me. you have five hundred, if five hundred million to you is like maybe fifty thousand to us, that's maybe how. Maybe. Yeah, 50. <laughs> Thanks for that <laughs> breakdown. Yeah. Still a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course it's a lot of money. So um, 50,000 to me is like more money than I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, 50,000 exactly. to us is a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, we should, might want to l- keep that number that was lower. I should have gone for a lower number. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, well, this kind of brings us into like a territory that I wanted to talk thousand. a little bit about, which is like art forgery. Oh, um, there's no. some also oh, deep fakes. Yes, there are also some like really great well, documentaries uh, about art forgery. One in particular was the Beltraki of uh, yes, uh, yeah. uh, documentary. Yes, very yes. good. I know about this. And then there's too. this don't other know what that one. Is. What's that about? I I don't. I don't. Um, it's what about I this okay. guy. Do you, Do you want to give the uh, description? I can Evan? give a quick little description. Yeah. yeah. So, so this guy, this guy Beltraki, basically. <laughs> What he would do, and it, it was brilliant, he would take artists who weren't super well-known, like, but also their paintings would sell for anywhere between 20000 and four hundred or $500,000. And he would take them, and each artist has a catalog resume, so it's like the full body of that artist's resume? work. Resume? Resume. Whoa. Um, it's, it's basically <laughs> a thick book that... And so he would go through <laughs> artists... Resume. Resonate. Yeah. Resonate. Um, right. He would go through these artists' uh, catalogs and find find a painting that that no one had a photograph of, but it yeah. had a title. And then he would paint that, and then he would send it to auction. He would weather the frame and the canvas, send it to he auction. Would, it would sell for one hundred and twenty grand. He something. would even wow. like fi- he'd go like um uh like thrifting and find paintings from that era, and so he could paint over and, them or something. And he would he would like take the paint off of that painting so that because oh, there were some yeah. colors that weren't used in like certain eras uh, or like they didn't come so like he would even match the type of paint that they used by scraping it off an old painting and he would even take the dust from inside it and like sprinkle it in. To that's the inside amazing. and like, honestly, that's more work than like. Yeah, I'm like that's <laughs> most just painters. Be, yeah, you could like be a famous painter just for that, right? Right, and he and well, then is, he would. I got a question: Is these, that illegal? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How? Why? Because they have never seen them. Over thirty museums purchased fakes from him. I mean, yeah, sucks and for them. Hung them on their walls. Well, it's definitely illegal, okay. and it's you can't unethical. sell fake. You can't sell forgeries. Yeah. So then the so <laughs> it's, it's a, that it's brings us into Tom's over here. Like, well, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to be devil's advocate a little bit. Just, what is the I devil's like, advocate here? <laughs> I just feel like if if they don't, if you've never seen the art, you just say I'm, I, I mean, kind of agree like, with Tom. Actually. I don't know. Like, I don't know. You just lie. You're just lying. So is is it's not illegal to lie? Is Evan's it? getting really heated so. about this. I'm just I'm curious about. <laughs> I mean, I whole, may be being stupid. I'm but. curious about the whole process because honestly, forgers rarely surface and yeah. are rare are rarely caught because they're so good. And so I've always been fascinated. I bet if about, I tried, I'd get caught. Probably, yeah. yeah. Unless you did a Jackson Pollock. That's true. Wow. Wow. Yeah, nice art <laughs> slam. No, I mean they. I'm like wondering who's who's there around who is out there today doing this? You know, who is doing know. this today? Are you? 
I'm just curious about it. It, it, it blows me away. It's really you know? interesting. It's interesting. It's really yeah. So there's another documentary. This kind of brings us to a different like take on it because I've, I'm trying to find the name of it because it's really interesting. Oh, here we go. Art and Craft, uh, it's called. And this guy... He like he's Ooh, arts and crafts. Uh, he's like a, a he's like a hermit art forgery art forgerous. I don't even know what to art forger art forger. And he would not only f- make these for, like fake pieces of art, but then he he donate them to museums so he wouldn't sell them. And oh whoa! And he would like is that illegal? He, he would describe <laughs> he would like disguise himself as like a priest or something and say yeah we had this and he was a really bizarre guy like a character awesome. like he always talked about his mother like mother always said that I like, <laughs> made good pictures I like to make pictures and like and then he oh, makes wow, these like awesome. amazing really like amazing um, pieces of art but like this guy, this guy in Ohio who worked for a museum, like started tracking him, and he it made he made it like his life's mission to like f- like make it known to all these places that he's donating this art. Like these are f- like forgeries. You have to like not accept the art or just you know. And he was trying to get him arrested, and they, they basically were just like, he's not doing anything illegal. He's giving away the art, like. They're, he would be if he was to getting a tax write-off for the donation. When that's why a lot of people donate things to museums right. mm. for tax purposes. So if he was doing that, it would be illegal. Mm. But otherwise, it's not. yeah. And they were basically just like, no. just stop doing this, man. You're really causing a lot of problems. Weird. That's weird. <laughs> he just he's just like so I really as soon as like you make a buck, I just I can't help. As soon myself. as you make a buck, you. <laughs> Mother always said I was a good artist. Yeah, really, it, it's. I think it's worth a watch. I mean, it's a sad so it's story. A, it's illegal, a bit, but yeah. I have an interesting question. Sure. For you guys, and this is something that that is, it's. I always think about, but why are you know people talk about the the art circle of Paris in the early 1900s? Mm. Why are all course, these great? Why are all these great minds? You know, Picasso and Modigliani. They all Whoa. ran in the same circle. Oh, the... uh, he's showing us a piece of art. I'll, I'll put it on that? the Twitter. This is a piece of oh, art okay. I got from Montmartre, <laughs> uh, Montmartre? In, in Paris. Uh, one of the is that pen, one of the is that par- on, one of the painters there? that uh, you know just like sits there and paints the the scene. Yeah, I could get something anyway. better <laughs> from that on Prince.com. Two day shipping. So, <laughs> do you buy that for 40, 40 euro? <laughs> Uh, for you, for, it's very, very special price for you. So, very <laughs> yeah, exactly. Price. How much do you think this one's worth, Evan? <laughs> I mean, oh, fifty grand, twenty dollars, twenty bucks, Tom, 20 which bucks. is nothing. <laughs> yeah, do you see this? It's probably worth. Less Should I zoom in a little bit? It. Look at that. You see that? No, we person? can see it's, it's crappy good. from a it's distance. A quick, <laughs> you don't have to get any closer. <laughs> it's a quick. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Anyway, no, so like, how? So why do all these? Why are these great minds throughout history? always attracted to each other and then there's a huge lull there's a 50-year lull and then all of a sudden you have jasper johns and andy warhol and jackson pollock and they all knew each other and they all hung out yeah and with famous musicians and then there's another lull and who's the next generation and why do all these great artists and and usually it's before they're discovered as artists because most artists aren't famous until they're dead why do all they? Why do all these great minds run to, run in one circle? Birds of a feather flock blows together. me away. Yeah. Well, they they're that's the answer. But they were not famous at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. That's so, really interesting. That? I don't man. know. I think that is a good. point. I think when you find the right, I, I think it's a um, a situation of like people. <laughs> uh, he's showing us a mug with a dog on it. Yeah. How much is that worth? Yeah. Probably more than the painting that. That's a Prince dot com mug. More than, more than the painting you purchased yeah. in Paris. <laughs> Black <laughs> Labrador. It has more of a function. Um, oh, cool. It's got a dog in the cup, too. Yeah, Anyhow, I see that. It's a dog in the cup. Um, Sorry, folks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see I, that. I think it's a situation of, like, you know, when you surround yourself with the right people, like, that can be really pow- a really powerful thing, even if it's not known right now. Like, I think that's happening in music you know we i don't mm, want to say yeah too much but like there's a, a yeah, genre true. called um uh pc music and it's having politically correct i don't think it stands for politically correct but or like maybe personal computer i we have to look we have to do, do more of a deep dive into it but well we're just wildly confused. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll go fine. with politically correct 
but I, if if it does stand for politically correct, that would be kind of like a tongue in cheek name because it's actually there's no real like melody to it. There's no timing. There's hardly uh, a form. It's very like almost like it's almost oh. like art music. If you could sure uh, maybe describe it, very bubbly, very like pop. Like it feels like um, there are like pop elements to it would you say it's like featuring pitch shifted feminine vocals and bright synthetic textures (laughs) definitely (laughs) but they're like that's that's kind of like they kind of like exist in the same mindset and it's really cool to observe and like i've been influenced by it um i it's it's made its way into uh like charlie xcx came out with an album that was like heavily influenced by um a lot of name drops by PC yeah, music. Yeah. yeah. Joey Moynihan. Mm. Um, is it Bobby Moynihan? Bobby Moynihan. Is it brother Bobby related? Yep. Do you, yep. do you, He's a comedian. Do you think, Evan, do you think there's like a modern day equivalent to that? Like, uh, that's what I want to know. Yeah. I'm who curious. are they? Yeah. Let's, let's invest. So, all right. So you've got, <laughs> you've got this, you know, like we, we live in the, right now we live in the age of, uh, mega stars in the art world yeah. that are alive, like Jeff Koons. Like right now, you're seeing contemporary artists' work sell for hundreds of millions of dollars at auction, and they're alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and and so you've got these giant mega stars, Dale Chihuly. But the the oh, issue yeah, is that they that don't name. create their own artwork anymore. They have yeah, studios right. and they have people who do it for yeah. them. Yeah, so where, where like is that? Murakami's exactly like yeah. that. So, I always thought that was so weird. I, I I remember hearing about that, and it's just so odd to me. Yeah, right. a lot of these what? like yeah, big installation artists. Like yeah, yeah, you think it's like this one person like creating this masterpiece, and then like so what happens? Out, they just, bring like, in what apprentices, apprentice? How does this work? I mean, uh, honestly, a lot of a lot of these artists don't make any of their own work anymore, and it still sells for tens of millions mm. of dollars. So, mm. what is that all about? Yeah. They haven't That's even touched it. To me. Yeah. They don't even touch yeah. it. They're like, I remember I, I saw in the news recently, this guy, I actually really like his art, but I mean, is it his art? I don't know. Anyway, he- Well, Tom, you like, said that fraud doesn't matter, should, so it shouldn't really make a difference to you. That shouldn't make a yeah, difference. That should, yeah. make a difference. You should right. like it more because it's fake and not his. Okay. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll take that back so that I can have this point. Um, <laughs> Do you have 50K? Where, like, you ready to give yeah. to Evan right now? I mean, why don't you just throw 50K around at some fake art? Who cares? It's more about <laughs> It's like these giant, like, you know, uh, concrete or metal art, uh, art projects that will, like, put in, like, parks or something. He's he's famous. He probably knows his name, but I I I'm doing a horrible job describing him. But classic. He he like recently did the, you know he had like some factory in Germany just like make his latest installation, which was these just they're just metal giant steel cylinders mm. of different sizes, <laughs> always all always the same weight, but just different. I'm curious about those different those apprentices. Height. Like now, what do they can they? Is that like a resume piece, like a resume builder for them? Like, oh, probably. I am one tenth of this, like, art collection made by Murakami, and I'm basically the artist. Like, I don't. A lot of those apprentices. Well, well, who is the is it the artist? Yeah, is the artist the one who has the idea, or is the artist the one who does it? Because I mean, in sounds like you know the blurred tongue. Line. The olden times, you know, you had to have the skills of doing the painting of the beautiful cloud scenes. And actually, that's like probably my favorite type of art is like just cloud scenes. Well, stuff, that's you, you hit the nail on the lame. head. That's the question. Is is an idea an art form? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. it an art form? And it, and like if I come up I with just had an a idea, great idea, but but then everybody else so, executes. It. Yeah. Is it still my is it still mine? I feel like to a large right. extent. Yes. Like. You can give credit to an architect. They don't build the building generally, right? Like they don't mm-hmm. put the concrete slabs yeah. together and whatnot, but you still give credit because they envisioned this, especially yeah, as I art, think like the art Tom's describing of like this huge colossal thing that like actually manufacturing it is separate from conceiving of it and, and how it works together yeah, and things true. like that. But I agree yeah. at like at like the micro level, like a painting, it does seem a little bit weird to be like, Paint a beautiful flower scene. That's my idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I, mean, I don't have the back. dexterity, but I have yeah. the so idea. So it goes back to yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like, the, the Sistine exactly. Chapel. What do we do with you the know? Sistine Chapel? 
Yeah, the Sistine Chapel, Michelangelo had had dozens of assistants oh, yes, painting sense. it. Mm. But he gets credit yeah. for it. That's yeah. well, did he paint even a little bit of it? Yeah, he did, but but still. I mean, you know. uh, that makes sense because he has, the, again, the vision of how it's going to lay actually. out. I'm sure he... Yeah. I mean, I'm what? a little pissed off, too. No. But... It's his idea, though. Have you seen the... Uh, that's the 16th chapel. Have you seen the 17th chapel? <laughs> oh, Another art Worst slap. joke ever. <laughs> I have a question. So part of... Uh, like That was actually when you read good. about I actually really like that joke. That's terrible. Art as an investment, right? So certain people around the world where the economy is unstable or they see uncertainty in the future, you, you know, people invest in gold, they invest in other things, and art sometimes comes up as a place to hold wealth, a safe place to mm-hmm. hold wealth when other things don't feel good or don't feel as secure is there mm-hmm. in your mind do you do you ever have people come in that think about art as an investment for themselves something that they would that would hold value basically as something they would turn a few years later down the line and they're not really interested in that, it <clears throat> that's a great question and i do i advise people on that um the problem is is it's such an unpredictable market mm-hmm. it's it's up it's down paintings uh, to the skyrocket yeah. to the right to the right and so i whenever somebody comes to me with that question yeah. i say don't buy art as an investment buy it because you like okay. it and you want to live with it if it turns in, into an investment then great yeah. but yeah but don't expect a lot of people that come to me uh for appraisals they they're like oh i bought this 20 years ago for five thousand dollars so it must be worth twenty thousand yeah. it's like that is a total backwards it's, way of thinking yeah. it's not like the market yeah. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people think that. Is it? Because yeah. it's, it's going to appreciate. Would you yeah. say yeah, right. in general the trend is appreciating or is it really super volatile? Like that could be worth $1,200. It, so depending on the market. So for example, the, the furniture market mm. is totally depressed. Mm. Uh, pieces of furniture that Aww. were selling for $20,000 sell for $500, $600. We should cheer it up. Um, that, oh, might, that might come back. That's antique furniture. But yeah, yeah. Who wants know, that? Every, there's a. Who wants that? You know, none of us want that. No. And so there's there's a market it's not, for usually it's not comfortable. It's like just looks nice, and then it's like has to be uncomfortable. It's we yeah, we want it, that like the, modern uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, minimalism right now. That, I feel like that's but that's also like kind I just of an want, exhausted. Yeah, I just want com- I just want comfortable. <laughs> well, Tom's just I, ignoring I everything you're saying. Yeah, Tom <laughs> saying I've the word comfortable the over and over. Thing if you have 50k. There's this sofa that's yeah, like a beanbag chair. Really cozy. A beanbag. <laughs> bean Guys, I got it. It's a beanbag chair made yeah. from Jeff Koons. Yep. I do have to 50K. say, I, I'll have to uh, scoot here in like five minutes because I got to actually go open up the <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> topical. Well, after <laughs> that, nothing. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Well, but it, I just it, wanted to, to say this has been fun. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks awesome, for being you know. on, well, man. Do, real quick, do you want to do you want to tell the folks about this uh, upcoming uh venture that you have you kind of touched on before the pod uh with your bro you were gonna npr Can you, npr oh yeah all right yeah, all right awesome. so this is interesting this is pretty cool so, folks super cool this should be cool so listen we're, up we're we are in the process of creating a podcast uh based around it's my brother and i my brother Graydon is on the antiques Roadshow. For anybody over the age of 95, they wouldn't know what that is. <laughs> I've got um, some friends who are really I used to be really interested. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yep. I mean, it's the overlap between Wild Conjecture fans and Antique. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Right it's there. Huge. No, so we're, we're going to produce a pilot for a podcast centered around appraising and evaluating artwork. So uh, over the radio, so similar to a show you guys probably heard of called Car Talk, where you know, you ask questions, you analyze people's issues with cars. It's going to be the same same situation with fine art paintings, things like that. And so, we're working on that right now. I hope we, uh, you know, I hope that the pilot gets accepted. If it does, I'll, I'll be sure to have you guys on the show. Yeah, and that'd be really fun. We can conjecture wildly for <laughs> you know a little while. We can we, and, can we can guess the praise, and you just, can you guys yeah. can be the first guests and and bring bring. Uh, we can do some appraisals, kind of like maybe actually on the pilot. Uh, I could have you guys join the pilot. And, That'd be sweet. Yeah. And we could appraise really that fun. crappy <laughs> little thing that Matt bought in Paris. Show that thing again. <laughs> yeah, did you, I hope I hope he paid you to take that off his hands because <laughs> oh, that's such a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was well, that was yeah, Matt's so investment. <laughs> like that's his like retirement fund right there. That little thing is appreciated. Well, you know, I'm waiting. Crazy. I'm waiting for it to hit that magic 20k number, and then uh, 
you know, once then you'll cash out in about like ten more years, it's obviously going to go up in value. So it has to. He, he did he? It looked like you pulled that out of your back pocket too. Yeah. Like, oh, what about this? <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think about this number? <laughs> no, I've got. I like to put some art around, you know, where I work. I think it looks uh, nice. Yeah, you don't have to brag. Yeah. Check this one out. Oh my! Here God. we go, Eddie. Whose floral curtains are those in the background? Yeah, there? those are beautiful, right? They are. Yeah, how much are those worth? They are nice, actually. actually. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Oh, that's, wow. that's pretty. Huh? That's interesting. That's like Murakami-esque. What do you got there? Yeah, that's why I liked it. I, I got it in Toronto. Yeah. It's, it's just a print, but... Um, oh, Toronto's art scene is... It's amazing. Oh, I don't know anything about it. Oh, it is. It's, it's amazing. I assume it's probably pretty good. Toronto's a big-ass city. Yeah, it is. Anyway. Um, anyway, thanks for coming yeah, thank on. You. Thank, thank you, guys. Yeah. Eddie, Evan. Uh, well, thanks, Eddie, for coming on, Eddie, too. thank you. Every, every Saturday. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Matt. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, special thanks, Eddie. <laughs> thank you, Evan, for thanks. being our first human <laughs> guest. Yeah. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, well, yeah hey, come, great. come down to Cincinnati and Yeah, visit. come down to Cincinnati. You'll probably both visit the gallery before Tom does. <laughs> I, would, I would love that. Now <laughs> I, I really want to visit friend. the gallery. Check out com. Causasykes.com. Not print.com. No. Causasykes.com. Yeah. All right, guys. See ya. All right. Thanks. See you next week. Peace. Yeah.